CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, we're live at the NASDAQ market site after a tough day for the markets. We've got a big show for you on tap. Here's what's coming up. A bond bombshell sending ripples across the markets today. But Mike Coe says there's one key group of stocks investors could hide out in. He'll tell you what that is. Plus, chip stocks have been on fire. And Brian Stutland says there's one name that can see an even bigger rip. He'll give the name and how to trade it. And later, Guy and Mike are all about their active wear. And there's one name in the space reporting next week that they think is about to lunge higher. They'll tell you how to play it in the Trader Tag Team. It's time to risk less and make more. The action begins right now. Let's get started with the biggest story in the markets, and that's interest rates. The yield on the 10 and 30 years sinking to the lowest levels in more than 12 months, creating a boon for one key group of stocks. The home builders, the XHB Home Builders ETF on track for its best quarter since 2012, as a number of big names in the space see double-digit returns this year. So, as yields continue to sink, and with stocks like Lennar and KB Home reporting next week, should investors stick with the home trade? Let's get in the money, and Mike, what are you looking at? Yeah, I think people should be taking a look at the home builders. And, and while they have performed really well this year, that isn't to say that they performed really well year over year, actually. These are names that are actually down, and they're trading at really very cheap valuations. If you take a look at how housing stock revenues and earnings have tracked over the course of the last five to seven years, these things have been going steadily higher. And while that's been going on, the valuations of these stocks as a group have been going steadily lower. If you take a look at all of the stocks that are comprised in the XHB, which is the S&P Select Home Builders Index ETF, what you're going to see is that the valuation of that whole group is trading right now about 12 times forward earnings. That's a pretty cheap multiple. But the home builders themselves, which are a subset of that, are actually much, much cheaper. Names like Lennar, Pulte, these are names that are trading at about eight times earnings. DR Horton's probably trading at about 10 times earnings. So it's a cheap, cheap group. And I think we can actually take a look at something that happened earlier this week. We look at what happened in the semis. You know, we talked about Micron Technologies. This is another area where we knew that there was a lot of pressure. The stocks had been hit because of those fundamental pressures. And then we got earnings, which wasn't particularly spectacular. And yet the stocks did pretty well as coming off of that. I think the same thing could happen in the home builders here. Think about Lennar's last earnings. The thing that they cited was rates. That was the thing that really was basically what they were talking about when they talked about pressure. They were looking at compressing margins, but if rates come in, those margins don't have to compress. You could see more home sales. We'll find out next week in terms of permits and the new home sales numbers instead of just the information we got today, which was generally positive. But I definitely think the home builders are a place we could take a look. I was looking at XHB because the implied volatility in XHB actually hasn't gone that much higher. It is higher in names like Lennar because of reporting. You could just look out at the June 38 calls. Those are essentially at the money. Those are about a buck and a half. And this is a trade where you can try to be nimble. Look, if we see further pressure in the markets next week and it drags this down, a dollar and a half is all you're risking. If we do see them start to rally, you could sell calls against it. You could roll these things up and out if you chose. There's a lot of things you can do to work around a volatile market, looking at a space that I think is cheap if rates continue to stay low or go lower. What do you think of the trade, Brian? 
Well, I like it. I think when you look at the home builders, you look at the interest rate market right now. Mike mentioned about the mortgage market. Maybe that starts to generate some sales here. And looking at a call uh, trade here, Lennar, one of those names we mentioned, which is my favorite of the group, we had a tremendous amount of option volatility in there. Upside call buying going on all over the place today in there. A thousand lot traded, the April 47 and a half 52 call spread. So it seems like other people are playing this to the upside too, that maybe when interest rates compress a little bit, that might be good for some of these home builders. Maybe it starts to stimulate some home buying because obviously that has been so weak over the last year and a half. But we are starting to see some good signals out there. Mike mentioned uh, the home sales report coming out looking a little better than, than what we expected. So I think if you're going to dabble in, you use some call option, you define your risk, and that way you can still play the, the upside just in case there's a lot of volatility in this marketplace. You know, the shakeout in the stock market today, does that, you know, roll over to other sectors? But for now, I like playing to the upside. For a quarter, I think you're going to be okay. To Mike and Brian's point, I think these stock, listen, most of these topped out at the beginning of 2018. Valuation is certainly compelling. Now with rates coming down as quickly as they have, there are probably some tailwinds. But if the consumer does slow down, a quarter from now, we're going to be talking a completely different story. But if you're looking for a trade in earnings, I think Lennar's on the 26th, KBH on the 27th, or vice versa. You know, I think you can take a shot here because I think you'll be surprised by how good the earnings are. That's happened now a couple times with these home builders. People betting against them, but they're not really looking at what's going on sort of with the underlying fundamentals. I think there's going to come a point where you want to be completely out, but I think we're at least a quarter away from that. Yeah, I mean, I think it is fair to say that when you just because a stock is trading at a low valuation, that doesn't necessarily mean you want to buy it. We often see cheap stocks get cheaper, and that's because the market is building in expectations for future disappointments. But it's not building in expectations for futures disappointments today, because today the market got hit very hard. What didn't? Lennar. Lennar actually traded up on the day. I think that speaks to the fact that maybe a short-term you know, bit of weakness in this might actually be a good thing, and we can play it to the upside. All right, well, from one hot group of stocks to another, check out the semis taking on the chin today, but still on track for the best quarter in almost two decades, up nearly 22%. Advanced Micro, NVIDIA, Micro, and Applied Materials all on, on absolute tears here. AMD leading the pack up more than 40% this year. Brian here says the chip rip is far from over for one of these names. So which one are you looking at, Brian? Well, I'm looking at AMD. Like, look, look when, you, when you see some of the news that's come out, we saw Micron positive growth estimates here. We saw NVIDIA talk up the gaming market and, and explaining that that could lead to extra growth in their earnings picture. Then AMD trickled down to that. Their announcement with Google on teaming up on, on their gaming issues there. So certainly it seems like it's to the positive. A lot of people in the market, Melissa, were freaking out today about stocks dropping so hard as they did. And I know there was some panic out there. But it's rare I've seen semiconductors lead near all-time highs, and yet the market rolls over and goes lower here. So I think there's some opportunity. Now, look, AMD has had a huge run in, in literally the last couple of weeks, right, going from 22 almost up to 30. And so that's where you have to be a little cautious. I think it makes sense to sort of define your risk at this point. I like buying calls when stocks have made big runs to the upside, and I don't know if it's going to break or not. So that's why I'm looking at AMD here, but I'm looking at it in terms of a call spread. Okay, so what's the trade exactly? So if you're looking at April, right, this is going to come out. April monthlies are going to expire right before their earnings, which is set to possibly come out on the 24th of April. So when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at the April 26th call, looking to buy that lower some of the risk by selling the April 31 call. So it's a $5 wide call spread. It's going to cost me a buck 70 net 
to buy this call spread. So I'm playing to the upside, break even 27.70 to the upside above there. I make all the way up to 31, and I, I sort of define my risk, only risking $1.70 in case this thing continues and the market continues to roll over into next week. Well, you know, I'm only risking a buck seventy. Mike. Yeah, you know, uh, well, I absolutely, if I was going to try to press a long bet in after we've seen the run that we did, I would definitely want to use options to basically define my risk. I think my inclination would be I wouldn't mind trying to catch their earnings, right? Because a lot of these names have some somewhat idiosyncratic issues. That's the first thing I would say. The decay rate on shorter dated options is higher. And, you know, this is not that cheap, really, relative to the purchase price of the stock right now. So it's 26 bucks for the stock. You know, you're paying $1.70 here. So in terms of the percentage of the stock price, it seems like a lot to not also get that catalyst. I might think about stretching it out. But, of course, when you do that, in fairness, that does also increase the premiums. But uh, I think I might be inclined to go a little bit further out. Bear in mind, a regular way April expiration is only going to be, you know, it's four weeks from today. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's not a lot of time before expiration. Is that reason, the reason why you didn't stretch it out? Well, I, you know, I was looking at more of, of the level of volatility we're seeing in the stock. You know, mentioned, Mike mentioned it is a buck seventy, right? That's fairly expensive. But when you look at the movement, I mean, look what the stock did today, right? I mean, it had a huge drop. We could be back one day later, and it's already in the money on that call spread. So that's why I'm looking to play it now, because I think there's going to be some nice market movement going on mm -hmm. over the next couple of weeks as this market sort of shakes out. And I'd rather play it before earnings. I find a lot of the chips start their run-up just prior to earnings before that comes out. And so that's why I'm playing it. The one concern I would have about AMD is valuation. It's not cheap. It's almost now close to 29 times forward earnings. You have earnings growth for them for the first time in maybe decades, so good for them. And on our other show that we do each night, there have been a number of great calls in the chips. I think mm -hmm. in terms of the chips, so this is what you have going for you. You obviously have earnings coming out in a month or so in many of these names. You also have potential for now President Trump off a bad day in the market to maybe he feels more inclined or feels more pressure to get a deal done with the Chinese. A deal done with the Chinese could be sort of the tailwinds for the last bit of movement to the upside and a lot of these names that really haven't gotten back to levels we saw of March of 2018. Last quick yeah, point, you know, the one quick point I would make, because you are using a call spread here, and this is important for people at home who are thinking about using debit spreads for making directional bets. The one nice thing about a shorter dated vertical spread is that it will go to its maximum value more quickly. If you have a long dated vertical and it stretches way out, even if it runs to that high strike, you're not going to capture all that value. Here, because it is shorter dated, it's going to realize it a little bit more quickly. All right. For everything Options Action, check out our website, optionsaction.cnbc.com. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter. newsletter. It is so awesome. I swear to you it is. So what are you waiting for? Here's what's coming up next. Guys bending over backwards for one athleisure stock. And Mike Coe is getting limber too, as he flexes his options muscles to tell him how to play it. Find out the name in the Trader Tag Team. Plus, calling all options action fans. Reach into your pocket, grab your phone, and tweet us your question at options action. If it's nice, we'll answer it on air when options action returns. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome back to Options Action. March madness turning into March sadness for the athleisure stock. Shares of Nike, Foot Locker, Lululemon fouling out today. Nike dropping 6% after reporting weaker than expected sales in North America, lowering its outlook. Foot Locker, a key Nike distributor, falling in sympathy. Meantime, Lululemon lower off an analyst downgrade. But Guy here likes one of these names. We thought we'd uh, do a little trader tag team. All right, so it's been a while, so here's how it's going to work. Guy and Mike, obviously, over at the Plaza. Guy's going to pitch the athleisure stock he likes, and then Mike is going to help him on the trade. So what are you looking at, Guy? Well, first I have to point out, and I apologize to all you options actions. I didn't have my OA jacket on. I'm sorry. I went and got it. I have it on now. Lose some of the animus on Twitter, number one. Number two, <laughs> here's my pitch. Lululemon, slide it, Earl. You're going to be... What are you, nuts? In this environment, a valuation stock like that, you're going to pitch? Yeah, I'm going to pitch it, and these are reasons why. Strong digital growth. Take a look at last quarter. Digital growth was up 71%. That's a staggering number. Number two, solid Chinese sales. What does that mean? Up 41% in China, an economy that's slowing down. Apparently, they're still buying their Lululemon because those sales were crazy. And the last operating margins, despite all the things they've done, operating margins have actually improved. Last quarter, they were 18.2%, up from about 176 Yes, valuation is a concern. Yes, I think the consumer is tapped. However, then you're going to talk, we're going to slide it on through the chart. He's going to talk about his wife. She's still shopping there. And I got to tell you something. So am I. And... I saw this today on the Squawk Box. Joe Kernan was wearing Lululemon pants. That's reason enough to buy the stock. But here I'm going to tap it over to my man Mike, and he's going to give you the options trade. Well, it's definitely true. Holly continues to shop there. In fact, it's one of the stocking stuffers I get her every year as a gift card to Lulu. She always manages to spend a lot more money than I actually give her on that thing, too, by the way. So here's the thing. We've got earnings coming up, and when... Lulu reports earnings. The stock moves a lot. The options are expensive. And you were just alluding to the fact that the stock is kind of expensive. It's trading around 31 times forward earnings, which turns out to be about a peg ratio of one, because it's growing its EPS at about 30%. So if earnings are disappointing, you could see both the multiple come in, and of course you're multiplying it by a smaller number. So here's what we can take a look at doing. I'm looking out to April, I wanted to sell the 135 puts for $4.30, buy the 145 calls for $9.45, and then sell the 155 calls, why isn't that drawing, for $4.95. So net-net, I'm spending 20 cents. I think this graphic is a little bit misleading right here because these losses that you would experience in here are just 20 cents a share. So really, I would sort of think of this as basically the break-even. We might even find on Monday, if the stock is trading where it is right now, that you can put this trade on for no money at all. The idea here is, when I was looking at this, the stock was trading just under 145 bucks. Basically, you're going to get 7% to the upside if it rallies, but you're going to miss the first 7% to the downside if it falls. The options market right now is implying a move of about 11%. So you can sort of think about it this way. If it moves 11% to the upside, I get 7% gains. If it moves 11% to the downside, I lose 4%. That's a trade-off I like. All right, so Brian Sullen, what do you make of this trade? Do you have questions for this dynamic tag team? Well, my first comment, too, to the guy, if he really wants to be a part of the OA crew, he's got to lose the tie, though. No, that ain't the jacket. Hey, There's still more show, so maybe more later show. on. More show, right. Um, 
But in terms of Lululemon, I, I do like the stock. I think when you look at some of the issues here, they have a lot of competition coming into this space. Neiman Marcus, Foot Locker uh, added Carbon 38 to their repertoire. Gap is getting into the active wear, but all those groups price their stuff a lot higher. So Lululemon really has the pricing power to be in position to do well in the industry, and I think the stock continues to move to the upside. The reason I like this kind of trade in particular using options is if we get to the move in the upside, volatility tends to collapse, and I think this trade starts to pay off very quickly. And at that point, I would take some of this off, buy the put back on the downside once we get to the move to the upside and, and make it that way. But I like playing it to the upside. Yeah, it's, it is a fair point. In a trade like this, when options premiums are elevated and you've sold those wing options, that 135 put and the 155 call, if the stock doesn't move, chances are this is actually going to be a profitable trade after earnings are released next week. And of course, if it moves to the upside, you have those gains. If it falls, not going to claim you don't have any risk here, but the risk is you're going to own the stock at 135, which is a nice discount to approximately 145 where it was when I saw this thing trading earlier today. This is a very short amount of time for this trade. Yes. And we were talking before mm. about the short amount of time for another trade. And I'm just wondering within this, for the home builders, for within this time frame, do you think the markets can support a name like Lululemon? If you think the markets directionally are going to go lower? I think post, if, if we're right about earnings, I think it would absolutely support because I think mm-hmm. you'll see a dash for this stock like you've seen before. So is it going to hold long term? No. But to Mike's point, it doesn't really have to. I think this is a play into earnings. But I think you make a very fair point. If the market were to stabilize here, then Lulu makes sense on a number of different levels. So I think if you're playing it for earnings, this is a great little trade. All right. Coming up, video game stocks leveling up the past month, and that's a big win for one of our traders. We'll tell you why. Plus, got a question for the desk. Well, it's your lucky day. Shoot us a tweet to add options action. You might get your answer on air. We're live at the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. More options action right after this. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Options Action. Time to take a look back at some of our open trades. Now, last month, Mike said shares of Activision were about to find new life. I think some of the worst may be in if you look at the valuation that you saw back in 2016. And to do that, you're going to see a pullback maybe to around the 40 level. The 42 and a half, 40 strike, one by two put spread in April, you would spend $1.85 to buy those 42 and a half puts, then sell two of the 40s against it for $1.05. And he was right. Despite sinking today, the stock is still up 5% since that trade. So, Mike, what do you do with uh, Activision here? Yeah, so it's interesting. This particular trade was a situation where you would actually get long the stock if it fell down to that short strike. We did take in a small credit, so we're up a small amount of money. And I think that's pretty much all we're going to get to take advantage of if the stock lingers right here. On the other hand, if the market continues to roll over, I like the trade we're in because ultimately we're going to end up owning it at a big discount. Guy. Activision has bounced, and Mike, was a great trade by him. But, you know, I would be concerned. you got Google getting into space. Now, Walmart, everybody, I mean, I'm thinking about getting into space. Can you imagine a G-Swizzle console? It'll be fantastic. Be horrible. Play pon- With anyway. that said, I mean, at 18 and a half, 19 times forward earnings, it's not particularly cheap. It's not crazy expensive. You know, I think into May, I think when they report, this could roll over back down to that 40 level. So well done by Mike. But in terms of stock, you know, I think you sell it here. Also last month, Mike and Guy said shares of CBS were gearing up for a rally. 
You know what? This move to the downside, too much. The stock is too cheap. So what is the first thing to look at? Exactly that, valuation. At seven and a half, eight times forward earnings, CBS is too cheap. Everybody loves Disney. Well, if you love Disney at 15 and a half times, in my opinion, you got to give CBS a shot at eight. Right now, I think you could look to the June 50, 60 call spread. When I was looking at this earlier today, those June 50 calls were about $3.30. You could sell the 60s against it for just 50 cents. Well, the media stock is down more than 10% since the time of the trade. So, Mike, what do you do here? You know, I think this kind of illustrates sometimes one of the other advantages of options. Even when you lose, you may lose a little bit less. These things were slightly in the money when we put this trade on. This trade, which we spent a little, you know, about two and a half bucks for this thing, is now probably worth about 60 or 70 cents. I don't think there's a very good likelihood that these things land in the money, but if you think there's a chance for a rebound, Guy, we can hang on to the trade. Little left to risk here. All right, up next, your tweets and the final call. Time for the final call here as we go into the weekend. Mike Coe. We have some home builder earnings coming up next week. XHB June 38 calls. I think they're a cheap way to play it to the upside. Brian Sutland. I like using today's sell-off to buy semis. I like AMD using call spreads to the upside. And Brian, thank you much, very much for being here with us. You don't thank me. Well, I mean, <laughs> why did you guys do that? Like, I'm just your kidding. Tie it's always great to have you guys. Liar, liar, your pants are on and fire. And thanks I for adjusting my, your I put my wardrobe. jacket on. I took my tie off because that's what we do here that's on the OA. That's what's done. I will be watching the commodities market. As I said in Fast Money, specifically gold, gold always knows, as does the bond market, Mel. All right, that does it for us. Have a great weekend. See you next Friday at 530. Don't go anywhere. Mad Money with Jim Cramer starts right now. Welcome to the premiere of Options Action, your front row seat to the smart money. I'm Melissa Lee. Here's where the action is tonight. When we were short that put, we said we'd be comfortable buying the stock. We did this reverse split, 10 for 1. The stock's up a dollar on a $106 stock. As soon as something hits, you sell first and ask questions later. Just buy put. All right, Just so buy put. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Here's the price of options, implied volatility. It's obviously at lows for 2015. Time for the upside call. We take a look back on some of our winning trades. Just looking at the trade, I think you can buy the 925 call. Oracle versus its sector, one-year chart. Hey there, we're live at the NASDAQ market site on the first show of the new year. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.